Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right, we're on it. We're, and we're rolling. We're on it. I considered rolling. <laughs> I just age myself. And we're rolling. And we're, we're, we're As if rolling. it's on a film roll. guys welcome to between the reps of brooke and gina welcome welcome friends oh Oh, wow (laughs) i had my ringer on because of rue don't answer that i'm not never answer phone number that you don't know it's doing it in my computer okay okay sorry guys um ruby had a a little episode this morning she was on her way to work and she um well i talked about it before we found out she was allergic to walnuts yeah in another podcast. And so she had gone to Starbucks and got a pumpkin bread and took a bite and saw that there were, she thought they were nuts. Ends up, they don't have walnuts in the pumpkin bread, but it could have touched something else in the case. Yeah. So her throat was tingling and feeling funny. And so she went to urgent care and they gave her a Benadryl shot. And so then she's okay, but mm. she had to come home and I had to now I'm just trying to visualize. I had to watch her. So now I, I had to watch her for four hours. So now I'm just making sure that, I mean, she was fine when I left, but definitely in something definitely changes. in like a, a lot of banana bread. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking that it, there could have been something in the case that somebody had touched. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. then gave her the pumpkin bread. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad she's okay. Gave her the pumpkin bread. <laughs> gave her the, gave, gave her, her the a case of the pumpkin, pumpkin bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got the old pumpkin bread. Oh, I'm man. gonna start <laughs> smelling my thighs. The old pumpkin bread. Got the case of the old pumpkin bread. Pumpkin bread. Pumpkin. Okay, so guys, we were going to talk about the enneagram. Enneagram. Enneagram personality test. And we both took it. Gina's sister, Michaela, has been trying to get us to take this for so long. Forever. So, Michaela, this is for you. And not only that, like, uh, uh, like a week ago. A week, a week ago. Maybe, yeah, a week ago. <laughs> hey, guys, a week ago. <laughs> a week ago. A week ago. Natalie Talbert, a uh, friend of ours, she was on our podcast. She was, her and her, oh, she was with her father-in-law, and they were asking me if I 
knew my Enneagram. And I said, I said, I was like, oh man, no, me and me and Gina have been, we were supposed to do that. We just haven't done it yet. Like and so last she, year. and they were talking about how they, you know, all the things about it and developmental stuff and, you know, just information that can help you, obviously. And I asked him, I was like, hey, send me the link and we'll do it. So she said, I said, I'll do it tonight. She sends me the link and I open it and it's like 175 questions. This could take anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes. I was like, not doing <laughs> not it right tonight. Now. Not right now. <laughs> so I, I finally, I texted Gina and I was like, hey, just you're home with Ruby. Do it right now and I'll do it right now in my house before you get here. So we did. So we could talk about it. I was going to read what it is in case people don't know what it is. Um, this is an interactive personality test that uses the Enneagram model of personality. Sorry, that was with a period of personality <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> the Enneagram is a model of personality in which there are nine personality types related to each other according to the geometry of the Enneagram figure. Well, it says pictured right, but you can't see it, so... Should I read all it, the types? Yeah. Okay, here we go. One second. I, I have it on my phone. It's very small. Type one, which is actually what Gina's daughter and sister. They swore I was a type one. she was a one. Uh, to the point that we were somewhere and I corrected someone. I think I corrected Kylie the way she said something and they both looked at each other and went, mm-hmm, a one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez, is that like a bad thing? They swore I was a one. One, strict perfectionist. Ones are about improvement and right action, ensuring things are done correctly. They are principled with a clear sense of right and wrong and may seem idealistic, self-righteous, or judgmental. <laughs> we know some of those. They organize their world and value facts, precision, and clarity, working hard to avoid mistakes. Their gifts is in discernment 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 evaluation and knowing what is right ones twos considerate helper i'm pretty sure that natalie was a two twos want to meet others i thought she was a seven because i think she's posted it before oh yeah okay twos want to meet others needs in a helpful supportive way warm giving and people oriented they seek affirmation from their relationships and may be sensitive and angry if they feel unappreciated. They may over-involve themselves in others' lives and risk being manipulate, risk being manipulative. Their development challenge is to give unconditionally and to nurture themselves as well as others. Three, competitive achiever. Threes are doers and tend to be practical, task-oriented, and project a polished persona or image. They are competitive and will make sacrifices to achieve their goals and appear successful. They risk being overstretched or, or workaholic and may resort to deception or expediency to win. At higher integration, they work towards self-acceptance and authentic influence connecting hearts and hands. So many words. Four. Intense creative. Fours search for meaning, depth, and authenticity. They are emotionally sensitive and attuned to their environment, creative and expressive as individuals. They may seem emotionally moody, dramatic, focusing on what is lacking in their lives. As they integrate, fours get in touch. As they integrate, fours get in touch with their inner creative voice, but all, but able to separate their identity and their emotions. Five. We're almost to Gina's. 
Five, quiet specialist. Fives are private individuals with an active mental life, observing and exploring how the world works. They struggle to share thoughts and feelings and may seem socially awkward or dis- disinterested. At lower integration, fives may be withdrawn, antagonistic, 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 <laughs> antagonistic, and aggressively defend their isolation. At higher integration, they are intellectual pioneers, bringing their perceptive wisdom unselfconsciously. You want to read yours? <laughs> Do it. Can you read? So oh, you I ended up being a that. six, Michaela and Kylie. Yep. Uh, and I was calling. <laughs> she tells me, I go, Gina, what were you? She goes, I'm a six, uh, the loyal septic. <laughs> <laughs> loyal. I was like, like a septic tank? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then I read it for myself and it's a loyal skeptic. <laughs> the loyal skeptic. <laughs> Uh, sixes easily tune into potential and potential danger and risks acting on a sense of anxiety and think in skeptical ways they value trust responsibility and loyalty and need to feel they are safe and belong at lower integration they may be paranoid reactive and insecure as loyalty turns into dependency and oversensitivity (laughs) at higher integration self-reliant and grounded sixes give confidence to those around them uh, resiliently coping with risk. I mean, it's you. Sounds <laughs> sounds about right. Read seven. Uh, okay, seven. The enthusiastic visionary. Seven seek variety, stimulation, and fun, tackling challenges with optimism and engaging with life in a future oriented in a future oriented way. As team members, they bring creativity, energy, and optimism. They may seem distracted, hedonistic, insensitive, or irresponsible to others. Sevens are often unhappy, but deny this escaping into hyperactivity and impulsive pleasure seeking at higher integration. They are present finding joy within. And then what are you be? I'm an eight. You know, what's funny is I looked this up and it's the rarest. An eight. Uh Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. It was just on the thing when I was looking at it, and it oh. said the rarest of the Enneagrams, and it said it's an eight. <laughs> you are a rare gem, my friend. You might not think that when I read the description. <laughs> the eight, active controller. <laughs> Eights are forces of nature with a strong presence and personality that values being in control. They are guarded but caring and protective of those around them. As they mask any vulnerability with a tough, no-nonsense exterior, they may seem intimidating and confrontational. (laughs) At higher integration, they combine their directness with compassion, collaborating with others while serving the greater good. That's you. That's me. That's a cool... It's actually a cool one. At least you're not the septic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and... (laughs) (laughs) It's like I got the shit number out of all of them. Okay, so on the eight, this is what's so funny is like, um, I was reading because we we took the test and you, the link, maybe we can actually put the link in this if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, You can buy, you buy it. So apparently there's multiple Enneagram tests out there. Maybe not multiple, but there's a few. And Natalie sent this one because she said that this is the one that she's found has maybe been the most, um, she said, comprehensive. She said it was like comprehensive. And I bought the pro pack. So it gives you like this, you get like a full, (laughs) like just pages of things that you can about, um, like working with people, um, team working relationships, how you communicate, dealing with stress, uh, 
argue like just all of this stuff you can kind of see what your natural or it's your subconscious like reaction or um your, or how people your pattern. other people could perceive yeah. you yeah right. your pattern is and then it gives you activities or things like homework to maybe help you integrate your wings which is like uh the two numbers that are closest to you basically on each yeah either side but i was reading this to gina and i was like oh my god because it's uh talks about being very direct and almost aggressive and even though you aren't wanting to come across that way like you don't realize that that's how you sound um that's exactly how you sound to other people (laughs) and I told her I was like you know over the last few years I've had a lot of real 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 downs and some ups but some downs and I've like really done a lot of I'm very self-aware. And so I told her as I read it and I was like, no, I know that, but that's exactly why now when I'm doing it, I can tell that I'm doing it. And I'll literally tell the person I'm talking to being like, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not yelling at you. I know that I'm being very direct and this is, seems really intense. (laughs) I'm just very passionate. I'm sorry. I'm just very passionate. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, there was one more, a nine. The nine. The adaptive peacemaker. Nines are diplomatic and attuned to the ideas of others, often as facilitators or mediators in groups. They form the glue between people with their friendly grounding and stable demeanor. They struggle to connect to their own point of view or say no, and often avoid all conflict at high integration. They are independent and self-respecting, acting with self-awareness and autonomy. So those are the nine. nine. So yeah, I was a six and Brooke was an eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eight, the active controller. Brooke. You resonate with the Enneagram type eight, which is also known as the active controller. Thank you. Gives you some words. Assertive. Confident and direct. You are comfortable saying what you need to say and getting on with things. Decisive. You trust your gut and are quick to respond, willing to make decisions to move things forward. Protective. You are big hearted and protect the people and things you care about. You fight against injustice. Independent. Autonomy is important to you. You are self-sufficient and dislike being dependent on others. Influential. You have your own way of taking charge and influencing others, including the bigger organization. The bigger. I don't know. The bigger organization. I don't know what organization it is, but it's big. <laughs> Not sure if I've influenced it, influenced it yet. But <laughs> Maybe they're talking about Instagram. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know if I am on that. <laughs> Motivation. This style stems from the motivational need to be strong and avoid vulnerability. As an Enya 8, you value having a sense of control, and as a result, being direct and impactful is is important to you. You love challenges and embody a need for justice, which which enables you to protect others. At your best, (laughs) at your best, others' experiences... Oh, at your best, others experience you as empowering and encouraging. You offer the gift of innocence to yourself and the world around you when you align with the flow of reality. At your worst, others may experience you as domineering, aggressive, and unstoppable. This stems from your strategy to express yourself as larger than life in a threatening world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Funny. Typical action patterns are so much stuff. I know. 
I would like yours. to say though this this is the detailed enneagram description. It says your your main enneagram style is not the product of your behavior, thoughts, or feelings. It is determined by the subconscious pattern of motivation that drives your personality. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that everything on here is like what you do or what you say. It's basically saying that it's for, it, they do these questions and they're taking it from what you subconsciously think. Yeah, that's that's driving driving your personality depending on your level of self-awareness it may be easy or difficult for you to connect to this motivation which often remains largely subconscious until you start exploring it and paying attention to the reasons why you think act and feel in a certain way so it's saying like some people might have a harder time being able to you know maybe move like like flow like like how it said like i needed to i'm doing hmm. A positive is like if I'm flowing with reality, mm-hmm. right? So some people, if you don't have a ton of self-awareness, or you haven't been practicing that, it'll be harder for you to be able to comprehend when things, like when you're you're starting to have like get into a pattern that maybe you don't want to be in, in that situation, or maybe you're talking to somebody and you're not super aware of the way you're communicating. Or is, coming across. It's not going to come across right. great to, <laughs> to right. other people. Okay, so the loyal skeptic. <laughs> uh, this style stems from the motivational need to be safe. Apparently, I'm very scared. <laughs> as an NES 6, you are likely to value security and belonging. As a result, loyalty and trust are important to you. You strive to be responsible and appreciate being prepared and alert at all times. I don't know how alert I am. Always ready. You're pretty alert. Pretty alert. Okay, take it. At your best, others will experience you as courageous and connected to a sense of inner knowing. You offer the gift of devotion to yourself and the world around you. At your worst, others may experience you as anxious, suspicious, and doubting. This stems from a tendency to worry excessively and fear letting down your defenses. Does that sound like me? Maybe I took it wrong. No, a little bit. <laughs> I think a lot I think a lot of uh, the questions were kind of confusing to me. I always went with the first one that I thought of. Well, and it says to kind but of do think, like to go but with I your think gut. Most of what I got I got out of this is that I care about loyalty, honesty, that, those sort of things, yeah. and I'm scared of everything. I mean, you are, <laughs> I am. and I'm very skeptical. To so be honest, it makes like, sense. You were reading that, and like a thought that came to my mind was like, "Huh, that explains that." <laughs> like any time I'm going out of town, and I'm like, "Come with me," and you're like. I know, but I just can't because like Ruby's in town. I'm like, she's 19. <laughs> I know. But I just don't know. I, just, I always think that something's going to go wrong. Oh, uh, man. But the the questions on the test, quiz, quiz, um, there's different, there's different types of questions they ask. And it kind of tells you too at the top, like when answering these, you kind of want to think about um, kind of, past, present, future type stuff. And then there's certain questions where it says just thinking about right now, like just how you felt within the last Last three months. months. Yeah. So, and it explains too, like depending on a lot of things, like it will be different or it will change. And also I think the more you do self-development and you, you know, get older and you change, certain things will change too. Um, so hopefully I'll get less scared. If not, I'm here to push you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know, Brooke's like, you should do a skydive or all these things. No. 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 Do you want to go surfing? No. 
Oh, it says my core fear is being alone in a threatening world, being unable to survive. <laughs> <laughs> We've always said that in the zombie apocalypse or, I don't know, getting deserted on a desert island, I would probably be the first one to go. Yeah, but that's because uh, you're the one. <laughs> I don't have any survival skills. I don't really think I have a survival. I don't have like a gut for survival. No, you know, like flight or fight, I would always probably flight. You would. I would run. We've literally had this conversation, you guys, <laughs> about how, and I, we, we, I came to terms with it. <laughs> that if we were in, if we were in like a fight or flight situation, mm-hmm. and I would, I would protect Gina. <laughs> you would, and she was like. I would want to, and I would maybe try, but I probably would run away if she had to protect me. I'm like, at least you're honest. I would, I mean, I would love the idea of it. Like, I really would want to, but. I really want to, but. I, uh, my fear would overtake me. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's your think typical thinking patterns? Um, I think you scrolled down a little bit too far. I'll read a couple more. Oh, okay. Um, makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's like completely true, but it might be a little bit true. You tend to quickly mentally assess people as either strong or weak and then treat them accordingly. This may lead to an all or nothing way of paying attention to others. I could see it a little bit. Yeah. You want to know the truth and we'll Oh, you? Weak. I'm going to treat you weak. Weak ass. I could definitely see it like in certain situations. I could see you thinking it, but you would never be mean to or like treat them. And I wouldn't think like weak or strong. How I would probably think it is like a, like, I'm not going to be mean to you, but I'm not like, I'm not trying to be your friend. (laughs) I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, you know, if you, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You want to know the truth and will directly confront people to uncover it. If necessary, you dislike being 
you dislike being out of the loop and prefer that people inform you of progress, <laughs> give you updates and let you know what is going on so that you can focus on driving things forward. You prefer big picture strategy over too many details. 100%. I was going to say absolutely. Yeah. That is you. Your mind moves towards your own goals and needs more so than those of other people. You do not you do not respond well to being forced, bribed, or charmed into doing something you do not want to do or that seems or that seems unimportant. So don't force me, bribe me, <laughs> or, or charm me. me. I mean, let's see how big the bribe is though, you know? Right. Yeah. How much how much are we talking? All right, let's see your typical oh, thinking Oh, my pattern. typical thinking patterns. Your thinking style easily sees both sides of an issue, rarely taking information at face value. This yes, but thought pattern helps you foresee risks, but may also lead you to challenge others often. While you want to trust authority figures, you are also aware of the possibility that you may be let down or disappointed by them. You tend to be attuned to your environment, scanning for possible problems. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> scanning for problems. <laughs> I see a potential problem. Uh, you then apply yourself to these challenges in a pragmatic and analytical manner. Your internal dialogue is likely to contain lots of questions. You tend to ask questions both about what is visible and what is unexpressed and hidden. This enables you to solve and prevent problems, but you may be skeptical of solutions that seem too easy or simple. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, there's a ton of information here. Oh, you put the worldview. Is that what you read? No. Typical. No, and not just barely, but when you were saying down here is the top purple. Oh yeah, the world view. Yeah, the world is threatening and, and it, oh no, the world view is the world is a threatening and unsafe place mine for is, me. Mine is the world is a tough and unjust place in which only the strong survive. <laughs> <laughs> Good things yeah, happen like, to those who take control. <laughs> What's your focus of attention? You focus on ensuring that nobody can control you. You pay attention to solutions and results and strive to expand your influence. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at mine. What <laughs> does your say? It. You focus on what can go wrong and construct worst case scenarios. <laughs> worst case scenario, girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Except mine actually happened. Maybe that's it. There's self-fulfilled prophecies. On, yeah. you've, you've probably focusing on it too way much. too much. You are constantly on the lookout for threats and pay attention to the hidden intentions and dynamics and relationships. That's true. That's really true. Oh, wow. Okay. No, it was my core fear is being alone in a threatening world, being unable to survive. What's your, what's your core fear? My core fear. The eight's core fear. Obviously, we already, we already said this. Yes. A lot of this may I not be. I am the six and she is the It's eight. not like we took a quiz on, we, you take this quiz online and it's like, holy shit, they know you better than you know you. Right. <laughs> core fear of an eight. Helplessness or vulnerability. Total weakness, being controlled by others. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds right. Uh, I so, mean, def definitely helplessness is a huge fear. Yeah. Like not being able to like just do like do something to help the situation, like to, you know, start fixing it. It may not fix it, but if you legitimately out of your control is like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. For me. Not not for me, apparently. What's your self-talk? Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Okay, because mine, I'm I not I must not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said I that? must protect myself. I must be careful about who I trust. I must be cautious. I must be loyal. See, I think that I've, I used to be too trusting. 
You were. I Yeah, I'm not as much anymore. No, because I helped you. I know you did. <laughs> I appreciate that. My self-talk. I must be in control. I must be strong. That's it. Yeah. I've never once said those things. I've, I've, definitely, <laughs> I've never once said those things I must myself. be strong. Well, strength comes in, there, it's in different ways, right? It doesn't yeah. just mean physical strength. I mean, I can tell you what I told myself the other day. I was having the, I was doing photo shoots. Mm-hmm. And the first part of the day, we were filming me and Heidi doing a bunch of like interview stuff. And it's just, for me, I get it. I, uh, when I'm doing, we'll just put it like for like video stuff. So if I'm doing like videos and I'm talking, I'm interviewing, I give so much of like a real, like real energy and authentic response. And I'm really thinking about what we're talking about that after a lot of that, I'm exhausted. Like I'm just like mentally done. What was so crazy is because we finished and she was just doing more YouTube stuff after I left. I was like, how are you? What? Yeah. I'm like, where do you get this energy from? But I was, I had to go back to, and then right after this, um, there's some stressors in my life, like trying to, you know, trying to know where I'm going to live soon and some, <laughs> and, some and, and some business stuff. And I was <laughs> going back, we went to the Airbnb and I'm going pee and I'm sitting on the toilet and I literally said to myself, cause I was just dead and just had a lot of things going on in my head. And I was mm-hmm. sitting there and I go, all right, you can do this. <laughs> you can do it. Get up. <laughs> wipe, wipe, wipe and get up. Wipe, wipe your and ass get and up. get up. And you're going to this photo shoot and you're going to smile. You're going to crush it. You're going to smile. <laughs> uh, Ooh, what's your vices? <laughs> Well, it's going to come as no surprise. Doubt in the form of constantly focusing on worst case scenarios in everyday life or in people. <laughs> you know, that's not you. A hundred percent. A little bit. But like not. Totally. No, I don't. I think that I must have like really answered a lot of questions that, I, that I'm a very scared person. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as scared as I think. I don't know. My vice is. Maybe it's just what's in. In the back of my mind. That's what it is. Subconscious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. My vice, an unstoppable, insatiable lust for control, leads to excess and makes it difficult to connect with others. I don't think. No. Maybe that's just what could happen. Okay. I'm like, it's I don't not like, what's I'm happening. Like, I don't really have an you insatiable have, have lust plenty. for control. If anything, especially with all, when I'm like really busy, I kind of just want to give it all away. <laughs> run away. I think maybe it just means like in control of your situation, your life. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's the way I thought. Uh, anyway, there's a, so much stuff. If you take this quiz, it gives you, um, developmental exercise. Um, it gives you a lot of like for your number, it says any eight has the following strengths and positive qualities. Um, following weaknesses and challenges and then gives you subtypes and instincts and gives you, you know, it just gives you information about how you might be interpreted or how you might act during like um, conversations in social situations with work, which I think I am going to sit and actually maybe print this out and really read it. Well, this is what's kind of cool is the, like for mine, this is the, 
has the following weaknesses and challenges. So your tendency to worry and expect the worst may lead you to procrastination and a lack of decisiveness and action that stems from uncertainty about the best way forward. This can lead to a kind of analysis paralysis in which you replace action with thinking. So it's basically giving you things that can happen if you're this certain kind of personality and then gives you, well, I think yours like gives you, um, why can't I think of the word? Solutions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm like reading. Keep forgetting that this, we're This This part, talking. I know. They're like, God, keep talking. <laughs> we're so, like, we're just we're really so interested into in you guys just reading. Well, I will tell you this on mine. It gives you a, uh, your level of integration of Enneagram and I'm moderate. Does yours give you that? What's that? Down by self-awareness and integration. The level of self-awareness, self-mastery uh, and integration indicates the extent to which you have been able to consciously free yourself from the ego fixation of your type. It also measures how aware you are of your blind spots. Integration is a, is a subtle and powerful journey of personal awareness development in life. This is a temporal measure. Uh, and will fluctuate and change as you invest in your personal growth, but also as your crit- um, circumstances become more or less challenging. At a lower level of self-mastery, a lot of behavior is driven by core fears or reactiveness that relates to your main enneotype. So basically, the more you're able to, like it's saying you are becoming self-aware and integrating, um, you will have more control over what those like patterns are. Mm-hmm. Like things that might not be the most, uh, they might not be your favorite or right. people around you's favorite. Well, I mean, you definitely start reading some of the things and you go, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. But then I was reading this one. I'm thinking, this is me. When things go wrong, a tendency to justify and blame may lead to others experiencing you as defensive. In counterphobic behavior patterns, this may also come across as overt aggressiveness despite your desire to avoid aggression. I'm super defensive. <laughs> you are. Don't no, I'm not. Me too. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, it's true. So it's interesting to read something that that you don't necessarily want to hear about yourself. Yeah. It's a little hard. I mean, my kids would definitely tell you that I'm defensive. Right here. Your weaknesses and challenges. Uh-huh. Which one did you read? The top one? I just I just read the... You just picked one? I just read the last one. Your confidence and direct approach may lead. Mm. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think they're all different. I'll just read one of mine. Okay. This is a weakness and challenge. There's a very fine line between defending yourself and being aggressive. As an Anya A, you will often seem aggressive and blunt to others. Even when you don't... This is what I was saying even when you don't experience it yourself. When taking, people on about, when taking people on about things, your approach may leave people feeling bullied or humiliated. <laughs> and that's true. That it's true. <laughs> Fuck. And, exa- it's, it, and it's exactly what it says. Like, even if, like, you, like, uh, even when you don't experience it yourself, like, that that's how it's coming across. You don't think you're doing it. You're not doing it to make no. them feel humiliated or no, <laughs> or bullied. No. And I do that. <laughs> you do do that. I do, huh? Like you do. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I do it. I do that. Not a lot. Not a lot. No. Uh, probably less now that, like, I've been aware of that. Like, mm-hmm. I've been more aware of that the last few years, probably more than a few years, but 
Um, so when it starts to happen, a couple things. One, I can recognize it and either, you know, pull myself back or try and, you know, fix it. Like, right. you know, say something else that like softens the situation. <laughs> or two, I can recognize it and after the interaction, I can then apologize. I apologize a lot. Not that much. But I apologize. No, you apologize when you're wrong. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I just didn't want it to sound like I'm apologizing all the time. I don't apologize. I apologize a lot I, because I do this a lot. I apologize when I you know do. that I was wrong. You do. Because you're I have a good serious guilt. I have a lot of guilt. I'm not a great apologizer. I don't feel like you ever really need to. Nah, that's not true. I don't think that, I mean, you and I get along pretty well, so yeah. there's not ever really any reason for that. But- I'm just, I'm, I almost feel like sometimes when I apologize, I feel like I'm admitting that I was, that I'm wrong. No, and sometimes true. I don't like to admit that I'm wrong. Yeah. So I try to find a reason that I'm not wrong. <laughs> I know a few people like that. <laughs> I know. Aside from you. I know. So I'm trying to get better, especially I'm thinking uh, specifically with my, with my children. Yeah. Um, or my sisters, people that I've been you know, raised around or have raised um, or in a situation where I feel like I'm in charge of them. It's very hard when I feel like I'm in a role that I'm in charge of someone else to apologize for something. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's because I think that I'm in charge, so I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on that. I'm working well, on that. Okay. And then what's funny is like, um, you have to remind me mm -hmm. to not give in true in, in certain conversations you apologize too easily yeah you but, I, but I you use, apologize I, in situations that you don't you don't need to apologize for I do and I tell you that when you apologize it makes it seem as if you are the one that did something wrong yeah rather than just saying you can say I'm sorry we didn't see eye to eye on that yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know because instead of instantly going I'm sorry it's it, like a, makes it look like you did something well, and wrong. it might it, I and I do it sometimes not even in a way that's saying those words. That's what you that's what you try and tell me. Right. Like if I'm gonna have a conversation and you're like you want me to stand behind how I feel because that's you know because that's like that's what I need to do. Right. And you'll remind me be like, don't now don't say like these things because <laughs> you're gonna make it as if as if it's, like, there's no reason for the things, to, like, it's no reason for you to be upset or mad or right. don't say this because don't apologize for that. And I'll go into like conversations like, okay, remember what Gina said. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, I think I need to learn to do more apologies from you and you need to do less apologizing. Okay. So we'll, we'll flip flop that a little bit. Well, also I think sometimes we, because you don't want the conflict. You'll that's exactly what it is. It is. You'll go in and say. I don't want conflict that's hard. That's hard, right. Because so, I want people to be logical. Or, and and or, just like be logical. So right. if, if there's a little bit of a problem, like let's have it, let's think about it logically and then whatever and then move on. But the second someone wants to be defensive with me and they, and like if I'm saying this happened and they just keep defending, this never happens with you. By no, the way. I know. <laughs> and like, instead, like, it's okay. Like, of my you, hurt my, you hurt my feelings when you did this. And then right. the person's like, I never did that. It's like, well, yes, you did. And it's like, well, now if I have to start to try and um, if I have to try to validate like, your feelings, val like sell myself, like convince you, right? 
I'm like, I have no interest in doing that. So right. either I just like walk away or at some point how you, the person already no, wants you'll it say, to be, I'm sorry, already wants it to be my fault. Right. Cause they, it's not their fault. And then I'll just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm not going to say, I just don't like to like fight for myself like that for some reason. Well, cause you realize, well, you have to, it could, it could be too, it could be too, because you read all these other things about like my type where I'm already a very direct and can sometimes leave people feeling humiliated, <laughs> you know, but like maybe that too That's is like in a situation, I'm just not, I just don't want to put the energy towards a, a conversation with someone who isn't understanding or willing to see what I'm seeing. Your point of view. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's, that goes for any relationship, honestly. Yeah. I just, you guys, so not that long ago, <laughs> ah, this is so well, funny. It's hard to get Because I want to make my mom and dad take this, and there's no way my dad would do it. I'd have to sit there and ask him the questions. There's way too many questions. He'd be like, no. There's so many. So, uh, I don't remember what it was about, but there was a lot of shit happening in my life, and I was at your house. I pulled up. My dad called. So, I get on the phone, and he's just saying stuff like, you know, sometimes my dad will communicate in a way that it's like, I know what, I know he's just like me, actually. I know what he, that he's trying to care or like, you know, show that he cares, but sometimes his delivery, it's almost like he doesn't have time. How do I explain this? He just, his it's delivery like is not light. Yeah. It's his delivery is, is real shitty. <laughs> and this is so funny because we're having this conversation and just some of the stuff he was saying and how he was saying it, I was crying. And I was pissed. And I basically was like, dad, I didn't say it like this. I'm sure it was way more loud and mean. <laughs> I was like, dad, if you do, if you keep saying this shit, I'm not coming home. Because <laughs> I was supposed to be going home. He's like, what? And it was this big, huge ordeal. Aww. And it was because I wanted him to just care. Like, let me just explain to you like how I'm, how I'm feeling. And... I know like without just trying to analyze it so much or, or tell you whatever, just like care that like, just let, let me know that my emotions and like this, like stress and like a, like debilitating sometimes emotional state that you can be in depending on how rough your life is. um, It's happening. So it's like, I wanted him to like be more careful with my feelings Mm -hmm. just in this instance and my mom told me later, because like we get off the phone, we ended it fairly well. Because after he knew the extreme that I was going, <laughs> I wasn't, I like didn't care. Then he actually pulled himself back a little bit, and we had a real conversation. <laughs> like my, I want my baby to come home. My mom was telling me she goes, uh, so that he got off the phone with me, and she said that he, she looked at him and goes, "What was that like talking to yourself?" <laughs> And she you goes, your and, father's and daughter. She, said, she goes, her out of all the kids yeah. is the most like you. But like, here's the thing is, uh, my parents are both tough. Like I would, I wouldn't they're be just surprised. Both, they're, they're just strong personalities. They're strong personalities, strong headed. Yeah. You know, um, I would be interested to see if my mom was an eight. I think she probably and is. My dad, I actually don't think. I think he, I don't think I don't so. think he'd be an eight. But he is a, he's a lead, he's a leader and, but he's, um, he's stoic. 
mm-hmm. you know he's it's someone quiet. he's the person like just thinking he really doesn't want to talk yeah he's observing he's observing he's an observer oh yeah i wonder which one that would be Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. What are you going to do with all this information? Are well, you Have you read enough first, stuff on the six that no. you think I'm a six? That you would just keep it or do I you want to retake it? <laughs> do, I get to, do I get to not keep it? Nope. That's not me. Just, nope. Try um, again. I think that I would, I think that it's very accurate, maybe not in how I am perceived, yeah, but probably how I think. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it is accurate in that way, but I would probably take it again and just really pay attention to the questions because I was like rushing through it yeah, and then see what, how it came out again. Not to necessarily change my answers because it says to kind of go with like the first thing. Did I love that the last question mm-hmm. says, did you answer these questions? And one's all very true, moderately true, moderately, uh, not. Yeah. It's right? like very true, moderately true, not true, um, moderately, moderately not true or not true. <laughs> yeah. Like who's going to answer? I only answered these you know, moderately true. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you're being honest about it. And there's that, you know, honesty thing with me. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else I would be. I mean, I, I've been stuck thinking that I'm this strict perfectionist because that's what Kylie and Michaela have told me that I am. Yeah. I don't think you are. I don't think I'm, I think that I'm different with them. I think I was saying this before. I don't know if I said it on this, but I think it's different when you are a mother so I've, I've been Michaela's older sister and I was in charge of my sisters forever. Why do you have that look on your face? Cause I think I'm learning something about myself. Oh, okay. It's a little bit terrifying. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's because I've been in charge. I've been a mother yeah. kind of mothering both of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably a very different person to them yes. than I am. Which also too other is people. like the way that you would communicate with them. Right. And that would be based off of experience right it's like you it's like how I'm going to communicate with like one of my sisters to the other one right like I don't normally correct other people all the time do I am I a big corrector of people? you correct me I do but Lord like knows you, I need it like when you when I can't, can't spell, spell. <laughs> I do when I can't spell I do you guys I spell poorly <laughs> she's a terrible speller I'm not great at spelling I never did well in the spelling bee um I know you told I, this story. I, oh, I spell things the way they're sound. They, where they, the way they're sounded. Well, apparently I can't read because <laughs> skeptic was septic. I just gave it a silent C. No, so there's a part on here where it says it's the centers of expression. The centers of expression is at the core of how individual, how individuals predominantly show up in the world. Some people project and connect to their emotions, whereas others are more connected to their thoughts and others their bodies so we have the action center of expression thinking center of expression and your feeling center okay my action center is high it measures them low medium high high action energy is hot it (laughs) 
It impatiently drives action and results and is mostly experienced as gut instinct and bodily presence. It corresponds with the area of your brain known as the brainstem, which plays an important role in conducting sensory information and the basic bodily functions that keep you alive. Unhealthy expression of the center is unfocused and manic. Healthy expression of the center is grounded and alive. Uh-huh. Hi. So it's like, it kind of tells you like what areas you ex- you use the most, I guess, for expression. So this is, this says I'm hot too. You hot? It says I'm hot. Look at it. it. Says action energy is hot. Yep. Huh. Got the same energy. Da, da, da. Oh wait, that's just describing it. Oh. <laughs> but do you have this picture? Oh. I yeah, have that picture. Your medium. Oh, I thought it was yours hot. is yours is feeling center. Oh, feeling center of expression. Yeah. Feeling energy is warm. It relates to range of emotions that we express, coupled with our experience and reaction to the world. We inhabit it. It corresponds with the area of your brain known as the limbic system, which plays an important role in emotions and motivation. Unhealthy expression of this center is reactive. Healthy expression of this center is receptive and authentic. Hmm. Okay. So on the action center of expression, it tells me, because it says, but if you go up to it, Underneath it, it tells you, as your action center is highly expressed, others are likely to experience you as responding to challenges immediately and engaging directly with the world. That's true. That if is I, definitely if true. If something's happening, I cannot, like, save it for later. If it's a question or a comment or someone, like, messaged me and says, hey, can I, I need to talk to you. You want to, are you free next Wednesday? I'm like, how about we talk right now? Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> sit and stew over it. No. Following your gut response may, oh. Your gut response when making decisions or confronted by an issue. Yep. Being highly attuned to immediately turning decisions into practical implementation. Focusing on your external environment. At your worst, others may experience you as struggling to respond appropriately in situations where a more emotional or rational response is required. (laughs) (laughs) Tending to act on impulse without planning ahead or or thinking things through. Not paying attention to the impact of decisions on others or the future risks involved in a course of action. Impatient, hyperactive, and hasty. (laughs) I can be impatient. That's for sure. Yeah. My lowest one is the thinking center of expression. (laughs) You don't think that much. I have low. (laughs) That's why I was worried. (laughs) Thinking energy is cool. It relates to logic, analysis, and rational processing of information as well as criticism and mental chatter. It corresponds with the area of your brain known as the prefrontal cortex, which is sometimes referred to as the executive function of the brain because of its capacity for um, prioritization, judgment, goal setting, and analysis. Unhealthy expression of the center is, is like the busy monkey mind. Healthy expression of the center is quiet and spacious. (laughs) (laughs) You dummy. Let's see. Uh, as Not thinking, super cerebral as over think, here. As your thinking center is low in its expression, others are likely to experience you as <clears throat> less connected to the details and information that forms part of the daily flow of life. Not consistently able to support decisions and conclusions with facts. <laughs> I never have facts. I just have feelings. <laughs> less planned, objective, and clear than you may intend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds about right. Yeah. But it's been working for me so far. <laughs> yes. 
It's working for me too. You know what I do? I do, I, I pay. Uh, I pay Devin to be the to think, <laughs> to man. Think. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why me and Devin work so so well together. There's there are things like, for instance, um, it talks about if I'm low integrated with being an eight, right? I and I'm put in a situation where I might react based off of like just being direct and it's like I'm I'm tired of the back and forth uh you know I don't want to I'm not going to do I'm doing the I'm no nonsense and and then I just don't care anymore because if I didn't get it the first second or third time when I was actually trying to be you know nice and and explain things to you and you still are being an asshole now I'm just going to let you know you're an asshole. You can't talk to so-and-so like that. And this is not how I work. Right. And, and Devin, <laughs> cause I'll get to where I'm so pissed and it's, and it's like, she's upset too. Like when we had the whole, all the shit at the CrossFit games that mm-hmm. one year, I was so mad and I was over it. It's like, this isn't worth my time and working with you is definitely not worth anything that you pay me. And so Devin is so much better at like taking, like, cause those are all valid reasons, like valid feelings and real stuff. But she's able to like take that and have a very level headed. She's a better delivery. She her delivery is she has a great delivery. Is way better in stressful situations. But I will also say this: we are currently in a situation with a past sponsor that has it is a nightmare, and because she is a lot more of like that calm, could be perceived as a pushover. Mm-hmm. Okay. This this specific person uh, really needs, basically after so, so much back and forth, I we're now to the point where I told her, I will call him. Yeah. And that just is, that's the way it has to happen. And which upsets her because, you're going to listen to this, Devin. It's upsetting because she wants to, it could be like, it could be like the same with you yeah. or like she, she wants to be able to fix she it. She wants to be able to also have that, you know. Like the asshole. Oh yeah. That's, you know, I would love to be an asshole, but which is the same thing where it's like, I would love to know how to construct my own, <laughs> you know, your thoughts in a different way. And I am, I've gotten a lot better at it. I have a, a really, I have a really hard time expressing how I'm feeling. So I just don't. You've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I like have forced, I've been, you know, I forced myself to try with certain people that I feel safe <laughs> doing so. Gina. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like you feel something. I guarantee so many of you can relate to this. Um, and these feelings can be exacerbated like if you're on your period. You know? <laughs> it's like that time of the month and you're you're right. bleeding a lot and you're hormonal and then you even have a harder time explaining why you're mad. You know, it's like I you, said to you the other day, we were at the gym and Brooke was kind of having a a not rough day, but she was just kind of in a mood. I was and in I a said mood. I said are you going to start your period? And she goes, no, I mean, not, like, I don't know, like a week or so. I was supposed to start. It was like a, it was just, like a Monday. Yeah. You and I started, was supposed like, to start it on Friday, but I started it on Tuesday. <laughs> I know. And I was like, that was it. I told yeah. you, I knew it. it can be hard to express yourself. Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, I was going to, are we done talking about this? Yeah, we should be done. I know people are probably I, tired of listening to us talk about like what we are. Well, actually, it's probably very interesting for them. I mean, I find it interesting, but it'd be really cool if other people did it. And yeah. You can share it with us. 
Yeah, if you are a listener and you yourself have been like, I've been wanting them to do this because you're really into Enneagrams and you've been wanting to know what we were, I would love for you to email in um, to <laughs> between the reps at gmail.com. I say that because I forget that sometimes new we listeners don't know, know our know email. We we're like, hey, email us. And people are out there. I saw comments they're like, what's the email? <laughs> <laughs> we're so professional, guys. Yeah. Really between got our the shit together. reps at gmail.com. I would love to know maybe if you are one of those people, what number did you think we were? Oh, yeah. Before we told you what we were. Yeah. And maybe if you haven't taken the test and you're going to take it, I would actually love to hear maybe a little bit of insight from some of you of maybe like like Gina, like people thought you were going to be this number and you actually weren't. And you're this number instead. My, it's my interesting. sister and daughter are still saying, no, she's a one. She just lied. <laughs> are you texting them? <laughs> no. Oh. No, I was just looking up. I just thought this, uh, I was going to end with this. Yeah, do it. Do it. We had somebody write in. I just wanted to address it um, before we finish up. Uh, I'm not going to say the, the person's whole name, but it was labeled Big Don't. Did you see this one? No. This email? No. And it was from, I'll just say the first name, Dusty. I truly love you ladies, and I can't wait for the next weeks to be released, but please do us all a huge favor and keep politics out of it. I quit listening to the one from two weeks ago because of this one. One of the big reasons I listen to you lovers is to get away from the everyday bullshit that you see and hear everywhere. And I am not a news watcher. Definitely still a loyal listener. Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah. But I don't really feel like we were talking politics. Honestly, we were, what were we talking about? We were, (laughs) she doesn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) We were telling people to vote. Oh yeah. So no, we're not talking about politics. And we've already said before, this is not, it's not for us to tell you who to vote for or any of that. But we do think that voting is important, Dusty. So that's, that was really our point. So I just wanted to make that clear if there were any other listeners that felt that we were getting political. Yeah. Because you're right. There is a lot out there. Dude, it's so very much. hard to cipher through. And there's so much fake news and all, all sorts of bullshit. So, so no, but we, we do we're, think it's important to we vote. We are not <laughs> political. We're not smart enough. Clearly, I just read to you my Enneagram, and I'm very low on the thinking scale. (laughs) She has somebody else to do that for. Um, no, but but real talk, politics, it's that's just a stressful topic, in general. Yeah, it's like when I go home, and I we're we don't talk politics at my house because it just turns into a a nightmare well, a whole bunch of family eights <laughs> <laughs> exactly well um, and then don't they say the things that you're not supposed to discuss are religion and politics yeah yeah but on that note we're not uh and moving forward we're not really we're not gonna like if there's something that we feel like we should just say or address a little bit of it um because it's important yeah we're gonna yeah and but we do really try to de- um, deliver some of those those topics with you know with grace, and we don't ever want to start something and be very um, matter of fact about stuff like that. But if we weren't to if we weren't to bring up anything at all, especially if it is something that is important and relevant right and now. relevant mm-hmm. then a lot of people would be pretty upset about that so we 
we will keep working to try and find a really good happy medium. But for the most part, guys, <laughs> we are not politicians. And uh, I'm terrible at spelling and <laughs> Gina can't read. And so. she's scared to death <laughs> that the world is ending. <laughs> so... So yeah, um, but but and it's not because we're ambivalent. It's, it's not because we don't have an opinion because we do, and we're not scared to share that. The point is that that's not the, for this forum, and so we've said that before. It's yep. not really. Um, I, I think people have their own ideas of things, and I think that if we can just you know remind people that it's important to vote, I think that that's our responsibility, and that's kind of yeah. ends it there. Not yes. not to cram our opinions down your throat. No, um, and especially just to so have an idea of like the way I think. When it comes to... Are you thinking? And when, I, when I do. <laughs> the few times I do. But like when it comes to like social media or like our podcasts or things like that. Um, unless it's like a really important like a event that's happening right now. And we need to talk about it in some, some way or form. Um, I am not going to just give my personal opinion on matters that are very um complicated complicated or that we may not have all the information yes. on if i'm a huge advocate for not speaking on something you don't know yeah, anything about this is, this is what i think this is what i think if i don't say it is something like is something terrible going to happen if i do say it cuz sometimes uh, you know people will post things and they'll have their opinions about something and w- it almost does more harm than good and for me i think like but for why? Right. Because you didn't you didn't save anyone anyone's lives by giving that opinion. There's all a you certain did, amount of aggression. Yeah. All you did was give. All you did was kind of like hurt people. Right. Give like an aggressive, people. shameful opinion. And so for me, it's like if I if there's a need, like a real need, for me to say what I'm going to say because I truly, truly believe that it is going to help so many people, and people need to hear it. And if I don't do it, then I'm actually going to I'm like doing a disservice. Right. That's the only time I'm going to say it, unless I'm like being interviewed. And that's the question, and I have to address it because I'm honest. Right. But other than that, we're never just going to, you know, we don't want to start conflict. But we'll be, you know, but we do. We think it's important to vote. I used to not. 100%. I didn't. Mostly because There's a lot of people that that have Yeah, like growing up. I mean, also though, like when I was younger, I was never of age. And then you start to get of age, and I never really paid it. I I never had like this feeling of where I really thought that it mattered, mm-hmm. you know, cause I definitely had the sense of, oh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I can't get yeah, there. What does my and, vote matter? There's so many other people who will do it. They'll, they'll vote. They'll right. vote and I'll be fine. <laughs> They're all <laughs> voting for me. So, so yes. Anyways, so I just wanted to address that, but I, I do appreciate you writing in and, yeah. and telling your opinion and, you know, so I appreciate that and appreciate you listening. Yeah, guys. So thanks for listening. And thanks remember for listening, to guys. Rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five star rating, five star warning. And we'll talk to you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.